All right. Well, welcome, you guys. Very excited to talk to you, too. Uh, there's a lot that has happened in the past few months, and um, I think this is a great forum uh, to talk with you guys, to discuss uh, what where we're going with the residency, what has changed, um, and for our residents and applicants to, to really get to know who you guys are. Um, so first, I'll introduce myself very briefly. I'm Alfredo. Uh, Alfredo Menalora, I am an infectious disease physician. I'm one of the associate program directors, uh, and I also lead the, the infectious disease fellowship. Uh, I train here. I did my residency, my fellowship, um, chief residency as well, um, and have stayed here since. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk to our new program director, uh, Adam Mikulekshik, and uh, our new deputy program director, um, Ann Pollock. So let's start with Adam. Adam, tell me a little bit about yourself. What brought you to this moment with regards to uh, coming to UIC, becoming a program director, um, and you know who you are, your specialty, and and so forth? Yeah, of course. Thanks, Fredo. Um, so I uh, I'm a Midwesterner through and through. Um, I uh, was born in the Chicagoland area, grew up in Northwest Indiana. Um, that's actually currently where. Um, my wife and, and our three kids live uh, and our families are close by. So kind of been in the, the, uh, the Midwest my, my entire life. I went to um, Notre Dame for, for undergrad. And then um, I was at uh, University of Chicago for medical school, uh, residency, chief residency. And then um, I did a gastroenterology fellowship and a transplant hepatology fellowship as well. So. Um, uh, in the midst of my chief residency year, I actually did a medical education fellowship. And it was through that opportunity that I really um, tapped into my passion for education and learning to not only be an effective teacher and, and um, provider of feedback, things like that, but then also learning how to actually research uh, new curricular initiatives and, and how to um, do research around medical education in a very scientific and, and systematic way. And so that training became very formative for me and it really uh, changed the entire trajectory of my career. Um, I went from being somebody who was very focused on clinical research to being much more focused on um, building a career within education. and. Um, so fast forward to the end of uh, fellowship and was looking for a job and there happened to be a hepatology position at, at UIC. And um, when I came to UIC, the, the two things that I was so struck by right away were um, our patient population. And um, uh, it's a very underserved patient population. And that's a, a group of patients that I have always found a lot of um, satisfaction and fulfillment being able to care for. And so I was immediately drawn to the, the culture and the mission of this institution to care for those patients. And then the second was the people. Um, so everybody was just so down to earth and approachable. There really was a lack of ego and hierarchy in a way that I had not encountered at other academic institutions. And so I, I felt like it would be a really good fit for me and took a leap of faith and uh, traveled across the city to a new institution and, and have never looked back. And I'm so grateful and excited to, to be a part of uh, this institution now over, over the past several years. And 
Um, so I was uh, an associate program director along with both of you uh, for, for several years and then um, am profoundly honored and grateful for the new opportunity uh, to take over as program director. That's awesome. Thank you for that introduction. And a lot of the things that you say about UIC is exactly what I tell applicants uh, when I interview them. You know, we have such a big focus on education. The institution values education and teaching a lot. And I think that kind of permeates throughout training and, you know, gives a lot of opportunities for trainees to teach, but also, of course, a unique style of teaching them as well. Um, I have some follow-up questions uh, to you, but I, I think I'm going to ask both of you the same questions since both of you have a similar trajectory uh, and I know very well uh, and uh, I'll let you introduce yourself uh, and tell us a little bit about yourself where where you're from what brought you to this moment um, and uh, uh, kind of a similar as, as Adam. Certainly so my, uh, hi everybody my name is Ian Pollack um, and I'm a general internal medicine doctor here at UIC. I got my uh, undergrad degree believe it or not in French language and I had Thought I had the foresight to have taken all the courses I need to to sit for my MCAT, but I didn't go into college knowing I even wanted to be a doctor, but I knew I wanted something and you can't do much with a French language degree. Um, so I was very, very fortunate to uh, get into UIC medical school and I uh, went to UIC for residency for my chief residency and I've it's the only job I've ever had. Um, I ended up in academic medicine um, so, sort of by accident. I Still, to me, my favorite part of my job is seeing patients, um, but the academics, I, 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 it really came to me because I really enjoyed teaching, um, and I enjoyed figuring out cases with my residents, and I really enjoyed um, myself as a trainee, that autonomy, and, and that someone believed in me enough to let them let them uh, let me take care of their patients, and I try to extend that to my trainees as well. So um, currently, I do inpatient, outpatient, and observation medicine, um, and I've been an APD I think since 2016, um, and I've just stepped into this role as deputy um, APD uh, or deputy program director, I should say, um, and I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, on the personal side, I'm the proud mother of three beautiful kiddos and a dog and a cat. I live here in Chicago, um, and yeah, that's that's me. How many kids do you have, Adam? Uh, three as well. Any pets? Uh, we uh, we have a dog, and uh, believe it or not, we actually have a. You guys will appreciate this. We have a turtle, who I actually acquired when I was twelve years old, and it turns what? out that turtles live to be <laughs> like 75, 80 years old. So this turtle will outlive me. Um, and. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's uh, That's so quite he's a longitudinal commitment us. that you didn't, you probably didn't realize. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> what? Uh, how big is it? Uh, it's a, it's like a, um, it's a box turtle, so it's probably about like that big around. Not very wow. big. But, okay, so uh, like the size yeah. of a palm of somebody's hand. And what yeah. do they get bigger? Uh, no, no, it does not. Uh, same, same size as it was when I, when I got him when I was 12, 12 years old. They eat. Uh, Kind of a mix. He's actually fairly carnivorous. He, you know, he eat like earthworms and crickets and things like that. But then he also will eat, um, you know, like strawberries and bananas, apples, and fruits and vegetables. That's and awesome. Yeah. What's well, his name? It, yeah, good Huey. Huey. Nice, Huey. Of course. What's your dog's <laughs> name? Sam. Sam. And pet, 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 and and uh, pet names. 
Yeah, sure. So uh, my dog is Apollo. I've never had a dog who liked me so much. And my cat is Mordecai. That's nice. Um, yeah. Well, Adam, for your turtle situation, um, <laughs> a suggestion if you haven't done this, but but definitely since, you know, the turtle lives for 150 years, you should do this with your kids. You should take a picture every year of your kids with the turtle, which of course the turtle will remain the same. And then, you know, um, your I kids will that. continue to grow, which would be I hilarious. I love that, that's great. <laughs> uh, well, we're the three kid uh, crew here. I have three kids as well um, and uh, two cats. I, I always say that my wife has three kids, two cats and one man baby. Uh, so <laughs> usually the one making messes here. Uh, my cats are two um, two brothers that I adopted. So they're both from the same litter and uh, they're about a year and a half. Uh, one is called Pip and the other one is called Tezo, uh, which, is, which is hilarious. Um, cool. Well, I have a couple of follow-up questions for you. Uh, both of you and myself as well, uh, we were all chief residents. And I think that has a lot to do with kind of our roles in the program and kind of what drew us to these roles. Uh, Dr. Zar always says, once a chief, always a chief, which is true. Um, there's, there's one hilarious component of that. Uh, no matter what meeting I am, if there's uh, AV equipment issues, they always look at me for, for help. <laughs> um, but uh, in general, I think the things that draw you to chief year uh, truly draw you to these uh, positions as well. So, and why did you become a chief? Yeah, so I think that I was so inspired by the chiefs before me, but I also thought that just improvement of processes, I guess, would be like the general. You know, you look at all these people who you want to be like, and you see how they made it better, but then you yourself think, okay, you know what, maybe I could help fix this. Because um, I didn't have fellowship aspirations or anything like that. Like, it wasn't for my CV. It was really, truly because I, like, had so many ideas and really, really wanted to better the program that I felt like had already given me so much. That's awesome. How about you, Adam? Uh, I, I, very, very similar. I, I remember ending residency being filled with so much gratitude for everything that the program had given me. And I really wanted to be able to, to give back in a positive way as much as possible. Um, and ment mentorship and education were also really important to me at that, at that time. And um, so being in a position where I was able to kind of help those below me find their career trajectories, um, as well as be able to, to educate and teach, um, and chief here gives you that platform in a way that you can't find with a lot of other positions. And so all those things put together were what, what led me to it as well. That's another true thing about it. I think that I didn't really realize until I got into it. Like you really get the opportunity for like deep learning. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're so busy when you're a resident and I'm so busy as, an, as a faculty member now. That's the one year where if I like really was preparing a case and wanted to go down a rabbit hole, I could. It was so much fun, you know? So I think that's the other thing you get to grow intellectually and also in your managerial skills so much um, through, the, through the flexibility of that year. Yeah, no, great descriptions. I think for all future chiefs in uh, in our residency program, I think uh, what we see of chief residency, the, the mentoring, the problem solving, the teaching uh, is probably like 15% or five, five to 10% of, of the position, which is, which is interesting. And I think, you know, those are the things that draw you to it and you do a lot of it and you get better teaching by teaching. I remember asking the chiefs when I was an intern, 
and they were like, this is the best year that I've ever had. And I think there's, there's so much of that. Um, you help people, you help the program, um, and you learn uh, from the program director. You, you work with the program director and you learn all these uh, skills uh, of, of management and, uh, you know, things that uh, we don't necessarily learn as residents and students before that. So um, certainly a formative year for all of us. Um, and I think with that, both of you guys, uh, you know, have been contributing to the program for many years as associate program directors. Um, and I think once that opportunity kind of uh, showed up, why did you go ahead with it? What what drew you towards becoming an APD? Uh, and eventually, I'll ask you the same question about uh, program directorship. Um, so I, the answer is for me is, is is very similar to to really what what drew me to to being a, a chief resident as well as being able to work so closely with um, the residents. And I, I mean, I, I can say this with um, in the most genuine, enthusiastic way possible that working with the residents is by far and away the best thing about my job, being able to educate and mentor and help um, what is a traditionally a very vulnerable population in the hospital environment um, and to be able to advocate on their behalf and make sure that their educational experience is protected and, and maintained. Um, really, uh, and being passionate about that is, is really what drew me to that position and, and now to, to the new position um, as program director, it's the same motivation um, and wanting to kind of carry that forward. Yeah, I have a lot of, uh, a very similar answer, really. I think that's what I've learned is how important it is to protect our residents. I learned that as a chief resident, you need to protect their education time. You need to protect them kind of administratively. You need to protect their ability to, to grow. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it, there's a lot of autonomy in our program, but there's a net with it. And I think that I wanted to make sure that the tone of the program stayed what it was when I was a resident. I joke sometimes with the residents, like maybe I need more friends or something, but I like really had fun when I was a resident. You know, I mean, I was here with my friends and you're working with people and any job where you work with people, you know, people say funny things, do funny things. And, and you're also though, at the same time, honored to, to take care of people when they are vulnerable, when they're at their worst. And, and, and it's a pretty um awesome, truly in the sense of the word, awesome responsibility. So I think for me, I wanted to make sure that I could you know, I guess kind of cocoon might not be the right word, but just really kind of shepherd uh, someone through that professional development. And now um, kind of foraying into, I think what you, your next question is going to be, Fredo, is why why uh, going beyond the APD role? And it's sort of the same. You know, I think if I can serve here um, in this and I have the skills to do it, I really, really want to make sure that I can uh, give our residents the opportunities that they, that they deserve. Yeah, any anything to add on on transitioning to program director? Adam. Yeah, um, yeah it, I I view it as uh, for me being kind of a, a very natural progression of what I've those priorities um, in my career. That what I was saying before in terms of and what Ann Ann just said as well that helping shepherd people along their career development during a um, you know, what is a, you know, kind of traditionally more vulnerable period in their education and making sure that education is protected in the same way that 
clinical obligations um, uh, kind of take fold uh, during their training as well. Um, but to be able to uh, continue along this trajectory and, and um, uh, build upon what is already an amazing program and try to uh, fine tune it in new ways um, now that we have lots of new resources behind us um, to be able to make sure that this is the, the remains uh, to be kind of an exceptional educational experience and, and optimize it in any way that we can. Well said, and I think, you know, in choosing to be a chief and choosing to be an APD and uh, a PD, uh, the values and the, the kind of motives are, are, are somewhat similar. Um, I think the difference in both of your positions now is that, you know, you are really in charge of, of shaping the program and uh, evolving uh, as the times evolve as well. So no program is, is static. I think our program over the past you know decade plus that I've known it has never been static either. Um, so I think inherently in taking this position, that you you are here to shepherd the program through these changes. And you know what do you envision uh, with regards to changes for the program? I think a lot of them. Uh, uh, you know, expanding the APDs. Uh, there are all of these things that I think uh, it'd be great for you to discuss for the residents and applicants. And then, you know, maybe starting with with what is the vision uh, of, of your leadership uh, um, and what changes have already happened and, and what changes do you do you guys foresee? Um, I can I, I can start with that. I, I, we we actually created a you know, a, a vision statement uh, for, for where we see the, the program going so that it can help kind of guide our, our efforts um, as we build out our team. And, and as you said, Fredo, as we evolve over time, and really it's to be the, um, the preeminent institution uh, for trainees that place a, a high value on caring for underserved uh, patients and advocating for those patients as well as for a very well-rounded educational experience. And, and that is um, what we've already laid a lot of uh, groundwork to be able to achieve and what I hope we will continue to achieve uh, moving forward. Um, those are two priorities, I think, for, for our program is making sure that um, there is a large amount of autonomy, a very well-rounded educational experience, and that we continue to learn how to advocate on behalf of our patients and pay attention to things like social determinants, determinants of health and how those factor into to one's uh, care. And so maintaining those priorities within the educational experience will be uh, very important. I think one thing that we will continue to strive to do is kind of gets at what the point that we're making before in terms of making sure that education is protected amidst all the um, service requirements and making sure that all the amazing opportunities that the university has to offer are easily accessible to our residents in the ways that they would want to, to utilize those. And linking up opportunity and interest um, in a very uh, meaningful way and in a very personalized way. Yeah, and I'll only add, you know, I think 
we're going to continue to be a very nimble program. I think that everybody's kind of emerging bleary eyed from COVID, you know, and I think if COVID taught us a lot um, and I taught us what it felt like to be vulnerable. And I think for a lot of us, we didn't know really what that was. You know, we were, we came up in a world in which we felt okay. And I think it's really, really important to realize um, for our residents to tap into that kind of there's so much advocacy that we can do here at UIC and there's such a spirit for it just to really take care of our patients, not just, you know, in the doctor's office, health doesn't really happen there. We all know that, but also those social determinants of health um, and to really make sure our residents can, can start to explore that and really develop into the kind of doctors that they want to be at the end of their training. Well said, uh, you know, I think, uh, I was going to ask, uh, you know, we kind of went through your vision of the program, the things that you guys uh, are changing and doing. Uh, I was going to ask in the broad, broadest sense, uh, not just currently, but in the future, what, what makes our program stand out? Uh, and you guys, you know, what makes our program different than other programs? And I think you guys have mentioned many of those. Uh, the fact that, you know, the population that we serve, our focus our deep focus on education. Uh, I sometimes mention this in interviews and it's it's a little bit esoteric, but at the faculty level, you know, there's a tenure track for, for teaching, for clinical teaching, and, and that's unusual. Uh, most academic centers, you know, you're either focused on grants and research or or, or not so much. And, and here they value teaching as much as they value grants. And I think that speaks to our, our mission for teaching. And I think that drips down kind of throughout the institution. Um, but anything else you guys want to add with regards to where you want to take the program or what makes the program different than others? No, I mean, we're the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, in all seriousness, it's really, I mean, I could have like worked else, elsewhere, you know what I mean? And I choose not to, and you're going to find a lot of faculty like that who could have worked elsewhere, but, but choose not to. So if you, if you join us here at UIC, you're going to find, um, you know, contributive colleagues um, at all levels of training. And just, um, I, I think we also are more fun and better looking than the average program as well, which doesn't hurt. Um, I'm just being silly. They're not smiling. <laughs> no, um, but it's a great place to train. I'll leave it there. Yeah, I, I completely agree with with all of that. I, I think the the things that drew me to this institution are the things that keep me here each and every day. And it, it's our it's our patients, it's our trainees, it's our commitment to education, as you just said, Fredo. I, that was a huge draw for me. I didn't mention that before, but certainly uh, you know keeps keeps me very satisfied here. And it's most importantly the the people. That, that I get to work with on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and um, we, we are just such a down-to-earth group of people. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just such a awesome, awesome, uh, you know, group of individuals to, to be able to, you know, kind of go, go into the trenches day, day by day. And, and, uh, and, and we all have kind of a hardworking attitude and, um, uh, it's really inspiring to, to be a part of it. Yeah, well said. I think that uh, kind of sums up the personality of the place and, uh, um, you know, moving forward, uh, what residents will, will see when they train here. Uh, a group of people that work hard, but play hard, you know, are high achieving, but don't take themselves seriously. 
And I think ultimately that that fosters a happy, supportive, non-hierarchical environment. Uh, and uh, we're all happy to be here. Uh, and, you know, Anne and I train here and we're, we're happy to be here that into the sense that at all levels of our training, we've seen this, you know, whether it was as a resident or as a fellow, whether it's in the AIM department, the internal medicine department, or in the GI section or in the ID section, that's really who we are at all levels. And uh, um, for those of you who interview here, and for those of you who are here, um, it's some, it's what to expect uh, in 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 the years ahead. Cool. Well, I think with that, I thank you both for your time. I think uh, hopefully this gives an idea of not just who you are, but who the program is and, and what the program will be under your leadership. And um, I think we're all extremely excited to have you two lead the program. And uh, we know the program is in excellent hands and we're excited to see um, the innovations and the things to come as the program continues to evolve. So thank you both and congratulations on your new position. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. All right, thank you guys. Is that all? That's all. That was awesome. All right.